0: Thank you for listening to the Conformed to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones, and I'm here with George Bass. Good morning. Good morning, George. It's Free for All Friday, and it in it true Free for is. All Friday fashion, uh, we're not sure what we're going to talk about.
1: <laughs> yep, it's one of those days.
0: Hey, we've got one though that we're going <clears> to <throat> plan coming up. Right, we're going to do yes. the, we're going to do Mark of the Beast. Oh, sure. We got to do that. Sure we, we've yeah, we had, like the people are posting all kinds of crazy stuff online. Yeah, about uh, that the vaccine's and mark of the beast and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So we got to do a mark of the beast episode. Sure, but we might have to plan that one out so it doesn't get crazy. <laughs> I can't,
1: I can't imagine how it would get
0: crazy in here, Jay. So let's plan one of those out. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean we we sat down this morning and and we're looking over the the different topics that we could discuss. <laughs> today there's and things. there's too many there's so many so it's uh we're just going to play it by ear i guess and see what happens Let's but start. we do have we, we do have a great we things. have a great intro
0: <laughs> we'll start this off on okay. a positive note okay with some good laughs all right <laughs> so here goes a uh, a video of uh the president mm-hmm. on easter uh-huh. doing his easter address yep and uh he didn't really talk about you know what easter's about like any of that.
1: Well, Jay, as we, as we know, Easter transcends the resurrection. Right, right. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But he did, he did talk about, uh, he did pray for the Easter bunny or invoke God's name for the Easter bunny, so mm-hmm. we're gonna show that. Yep. Let's check that out.
2: I look forward to next year when the White House will ring with joy of the season once again, and there'll be an Easter egg roll, God willing. And God bless you all, May God protect our troops and take care of the Easter
0: Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you all very, very much. <laughs> wait for, oh, wait man. for it. Stand in the middle, Easter Bunny, right here. Get in the middle. <laughs> Come here. There you me. go. Right here. <laughs> 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 all right.
1: That laugh. Watch this three or four times, and that laugh gets me every time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> may god protect our troops and take care of the easter bunny how how's that make
0: you feel as a (laughs) is that crazy yeah yeah that's insane that's that's crazy man yeah but i don't know if he even knows what he's saying like or what day it is honestly yeah you know he just reads whatever they put in front of him he's just a he's performing now at this point you know yeah, it's good entertainment though. Yeah, <laughs> you know they've got to make it. Uh, I think they have to make it one year. <clears throat> Is it one year or two years be- before they replace them with uh, Kamala Harris? Because if they do it too soon, she can't. She can't uh, run for two terms, right? But if they wait long enough, this won't count against her. Oh, then really? she can actually serve for her- two of her own. Oh, I gotcha. Right, So they're just trying to get to that date. Mm. You know what I mean? He's probably pumped full of so many performance-enhancing drugs, you wouldn't even believe it. (laughs) He could probably go out this summer and win the Home Run Derby. (laughs) Yeah. Not in Georgia, though. Not in Georgia. Yeah. You see that? Baseball is back, George, and it is – I've spent a lot of time watching baseball this this year. That's yeah. pretty much all I watch at night now. Yeah. Cause last year was remember last year? Oh yeah. The sad times. Right. No baseball. Yep. Yeah, I've been watching watching it, enjoying it, and then, you know, you saw what they did.
1: Yeah. So uh I haven't read up on this Georgia bill that mm. they're uh, they're they're putting through, but it seems like it's just requiring a photo ID to vote. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't Maybe it's because I'm white, Jay, but that doesn't seem unreasonable.
0: I need to bring the clip up of the guy asking um white people, do you think it's racist if to require a voter ID? Mm-hmm. Is it racist to black people? And all these white people are like, "Oh yeah, of course, of course, uh, you know, whatever." Yeah. You know, and th- they don't have like access to, you know, DMV's and you know, like and some of them don't know how to use the internet and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how racist is it? Of course, these right. are, like, people from California. Uh-huh. Um, and then they go to, like, New York City and yeah. ask them, like, hey, do you have a photo ID? And they're all like, of course I have a photo ID. <laughs> right. Like, you can't yeah. live with it. You can't have a bank account, right? Right. You can't have a bank account. You can't do anything without a photo ID. Yeah.
1: Well, it's so, so Major League Baseball was going to hold the All-Star Game in Atlanta. And... They're pulling it. They pulled it out because of the the Georgia bill. Right. Right.
0: Well, here's what I think. I think the MLB uh, staff or whatever headquarters. I don't think they had any idea it was in the bill. I think Biden put pressure on them. Yeah. To do it, mm. and I think they were like, "Oh, the president. Hey, maybe yeah. we should change, you know, move or whatever." And they were probably calculating, "What if we don't? Are we going to get lumped in with this? And yeah. are they going to spend this on us?" But the bill itself They're gonna um, get
1: they're gonna get hit hard anyway because um I, I saw something that someone tweeted that shows that Major League Baseball requires a photo ID to pick up tickets tickets at will call. Yeah. Right.
0: You gotta have a photo ID for everything, yeah. man.
1: Every every um every company that's boycotting Georgia over this, like the airlines that are doing it, like they require a photo ID. <laughs> right. Um it's ridiculous that uh, Coca Cola has issued a statement against it, and they do business with China, right? Like this is, yeah. I'm, I'm not buying that they think that this is somehow immoral, right? Because th- yeah. it's all it's it's just all politics, yeah.
0: Like it's all they all. Who, who is still who's still buying
1: who's still buying that it's, this is actually about uh, fairness or equality. Is, no, is anyone is anyone buying this
0: anymore? Apparently, a lot of people are. It's but it's really about p- power and, yeah. and and politics. That's all it's about.
1: You should you should automatically be suspicious of the part the the party that doesn't want there to be voter IDs. Right.
0: Something's something. Can you even, a can, can you, you even go to the library without an ID? Can you go to the public library without an ID? You'd have some kind of identification. You have to
1: have some kind of identification. To um, to prove that you live where you say you live, yeah, you you have to have something that proves yeah. where you live.
0: It's pretty racist to say that uh, black people can't get a, uh, an ID, <laughs> right? Like that's I got to show this video while you're talking. I'm going to try to find it and pull it up, okay? Um, because it is it's 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 they're the ones that are racist, thinking that they can't do it. it <laughs> it's insane. It's right. it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, uh, but think about this. George, uh, how it's just been spent automatically as racist without mm. people even looking in it, right? Right. There, uh, they say like, oh, they took you can't bring people water. Here's an example. They made it where it's illegal to take people water where they're standing in line. Yeah. Well, they didn't. You know right. that, right? Right. Like the the poll workers, they can take water out there, and I'm pretty sure like your family members can bring you water or friends. What they stopped is electioneering, right? So that you can't be approached, yeah, and people can be like, Brive "Oh, you. here's a bottle of water from Joe Biden." Yeah, be sure to vote for Joe. You right. know, whatever. They stopped that. Right. They made that illegal.
1: You should um, want that. You you don't want the person that is the best at bribing to win, right? How is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the whole thing. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> The whole the whole idea that that uh, that black people don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> how racist do you have to be to think that black people don't know how to use the internet?
0: Yeah. They um well here's the Maybe
1: maybe there are maybe there are uh, black people that don't have access to and you know, they can't afford to buy a computer. Mm-hmm. But there's white people that can't afford to buy computers. Mm-hmm. Um again it's not it's not about race. If if anything, it's about economics. Mm. It's not about race, it's and, it's and, about I, economics. And
0: so speaking of the economics of the whole deal, <clears throat> as they say like 110 million, I think is what uh Atlanta yeah. was going to get for you know from yeah. the revenue of hosting the All Star game. Mm. And Atlanta is like uh I think Larry. I thought it was 51%. He said, "Now it's actually like 62%. Hmm. 62% black, Atlanta. And that's a lot of black businesses that are going right. to lose a lot of money. Yeah. And so, like, you actually hurt them. Right. You, you hurt you hurt the black community there. And you moved it to a predominantly white place. <laughs> because, you know, uh, Colorado. Colorado, like yeah. <laughs> white, is it like the whitest state?
1: <laughs> Maybe not the whitest. Not but the
0: whitest, but it's up there. Yeah you know it's uh and, and but they have similar election laws that's the whole
1: they already have the the voter id in in place don't they
0: yes you have to, yes voter I id i think they already
1: place. i think they already have a law on the books that you have to have a a photo id right but because they already have it it's not I guess it's not racist.
0: It just shows though I know know is regretting this. Even some I think I think even Stacey Abrams who ran for a senate seat remember yeah. her? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like this was not a good move because it hurts right the economy. Yeah. You're like you're hurting the people of the community by moving it. Right. So there's even I think there's regrets. You know, all, you, all know why, you
1: know why Colorado's not a problem, right?
0: Because they have the mail the invo- voting.
1: Well, it's a liberal state.
0: Oh, yeah yeah and they have in voting mm. like their laws are more leaning on that i guess apparently well but that was
1: crazy <clears throat> while we're talking about uh um, i gotta
0: try to pull this video up. Man. okay
1: well while we're talking about all the woke woke nonsense because that's what we usually talk about um <laughs> you hadn't even heard about this before we showed you this uh this book <laughs> this morning did you um there is a new, it's called A Collection of Meditations for Renewal. This is a devotional book that is being sold at places like Target. Uh, of course, if you're a, a solid Christian, I don't know why you would go to Target for your devotional material. Yeah. Uh, but this is called A Rhythm of Prayer, and um, it features um, uh, a whole a whole bunch of, of different authors. But uh, what's catching everyone's eye is this one prayer, if you want to call it that, uh, by a, uh, a theological professor at Mercer University, and um, it's called Prayer of a Weary Black Woman. Let me hear it. You want to hear some of this, Jay? Dear God, please help me to hate white people, or at least to want to hate them. At least I want to stop caring about them individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided racist souls to stop believing that they can be better, that they can stop being racist. How do you feel about that, Jay? (laughs) Can you believe that?
0: Mm. Of course I can believe it, George.
1: I am not talking about the white anti-racist allies who have taken up this struggle against racism with their whole lives. The ones who stand vigil for weeks outside jails where black women are killed, who show up in Charlottesville and Ferguson and Baltimore and Pasadena to take a public stand against racism and police brutality, who are so committed to fighting white supremacy that their own lives bear the wounds of its scars. No, those aren't the people I want to hate. I'm not even talking about the ardent racist either, the strident segregationists who mow down nonviolent anti-racist protesters who open fire on black churchgoers or who plot acts of racial terrorism hoping to start a race war. Those people are already in hell. There's no need to waste hatred on them. Perhaps, however, you could make sure that they don't take the rest of us with them, that their attempts at harming others are thwarted and that they don't gain access to positions of power, my prayer is that you would help me to hate the other white people, you know, the nice ones, the Fox News loving Trump supporting voters who don't see color, who bu- but who make thinly veiled racist comments about those people the people who are happy to have me over for dinner but alert the neighborhood watch any time an unrecognized person of color passes their house. The people who welcome black people in their churches and small groups brand us as heretics if we suggest that Christianity is concerned with the poor and the oppressed, the people who politely tell us that we can leave when we call out the racial microaggressions we experience in their ministries. It goes on and on. I don't know how much I want (laughs) (laughs) want to read. (laughs) Oh... Oh, oh! I I have to read this part though. Okay, Lord, if it be Your will, harden my heart. Stop me from striving to see the best in people. Stop me from being hopeful that white people can do and be better. Let me imagine them instead as white hooded robes standing in front of burning crosses. Let me see them as hopelessly unrepentant reprobate bigots who have blasphemed the Holy Spirit and who need to be handed over to the evil one. Let me be like Jonah, (laughs) unwilling for my enemies to change. (laughs) like lot able to walk away from them and their sinfulness without trying to call them to repentance let me stop seeing them as members of the same body free me from this burden of calling them to confession and repentance grant me a get out of judgment free card if I make white people the exception to your commandment to love our neighbors as we love ourselves crazy man this is the most insane (laughs) thing I think I've ever read
0: yeah there's no way that a person that knows Christ could could pray such a prayer or even write such a prayer.
1: Oh no, no help, way. No help, way.
0: Help me to hate someone. Yeah, help
1: me to hate someone get give give me a, a get out of judgment free card. Harden my heart like that it's never a good it's never a good thing when God hardens your heart. It's it would seem like her heart is it's already hardened. that's a it's a judgment. It's not it's not a blessing it's it's always a judgment when god hardens your heart mm-hmm. stop me from striving to see the best in people yeah let me be like jonah <laughs> jonah, jonah is not presented as the example to follow
0: right. right yeah
1: wild stuff man and this is being sold in uh in target
0: yeah there's a lot of hatred in people's hearts i think that's the the lesson that's that's here yeah. she She already hates those people, she doesn't need to pray, God help me to hate them. She already hates right. she already hates people yeah um um that's the sad reality of of the current time in which we are living yeah um people are being taught that they're being taught to hate to hate each other,
1: and they're being taught that it's white evangelicals that are the hateful ones mm-hmm. and um a lot of people are buying into it,
0: yeah, they are. They really are, um, but again, it's uh, it's fueled by a lot of things—power, money, uh, things like that—are behind it. Yeah. And it it the, it, ne- it never ends anywhere. <laughs> like it never ends. The answer to hate is not to hate people. Right. Like that. Like if you know the Martin Luther King Jr. would never even endorse that. What she's saying. Right. You know, he's a, he has his famous quote about about hatred. Right, hatred can never drive out hate. Mm-hmm. Only love can do that. Mm. Yeah, he. Uh, we're living in strange times. There's there's blatant racism on both sides. Of course, they say you can only be racist if you have power and you mm-hmm. and you're an oppressor. Right. Um, but that's not the case. You know, speaking if, we, if the Bible, if the Bible is our guide, and it is, right, then we understand that. Hatred, um, to hate is to commit murder. Mm. So she's she's praying, God help me to break your commandment forbidding murder. Yeah, Jesus says to hate is murder in your heart. Um, and she wants
1: she wants these white people to go to hell. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what she says. Show me that they're un, uh, they're they're reprobates.
0: The nice ones that are colorblind. <laughs> right. Right. When we go back again, let's go back to Martin Luther King Jr. Right, he was dreaming of a day where people would be colorblind, Mm -hmm. and they were judged not on the color of their skin, right, but on the content of their character. And so now, if we say, "Hey, we are colorblind," we, uh, you know, here in our area, we uh, we're living that dream that he had. They'd say, "No, that's because you're a racist. You're not colorblind. Is racism." So they're just changing They're changing definitions of words. They're changing words. They're changing meanings, um, redefining racism. Uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy time we're living in, for sure. Yeah. We're under the judgment of God. I mean, that's the, that's the only explanation is as as this culture is under the judgment of God. Yeah. So just let us go our own way. Mm. But talk about microaggressions. <clears throat> she, she brought up that word microaggressions, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and micro-racisms. I got a whole video of them. Oh, yeah. Can you are me to cue this thing up? Sure. Of white people saying, you know, like, black people can't get IDs. Yeah, yeah. Well, these see, see the irony is these are the liberals, mm-hmm. right, that are being interviewed. They're right. the liberals. They're the ones that are anti-voter ID. Mm-hmm. Because they're anti-voter ID, it's actually because they're racist and they think black people can't do things white people can. Mm. That's what this video shows. Okay. It's about four minutes long. Okay. Well, let's watch it. Sure. Let's watch the whole thing, actually. Let's see. I, I don't think there's any bad language in it, but I'm not promising because it's from YouTube. You ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> With that disclaimer. And here we go. Having that problem again. <laughs> Switch it back over, Larry, while I queue it up, please. We are uh re- I know what it is. Real real technologically advanced up in here. I mean, we pre- we pretty much are. I think I think that did it. You ready, Larry? Here we go.
2: I'm Ami Horowitz and I'm here in Berkeley, California to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote. Mm-hmm. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're Usually, pretty racist, and
0: (laughs) they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would
2: you say they're? Would you go as far to say those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African American vote? Definitely. Uh, Uh,
0: Because they're less likely to have state IDs. Minority voters are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required. These type of people don't live in. Areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. You can always get IDs
2: you um, do over the internet. Does that also make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have
0: to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's
2: harder for black people to go online? Well, I use? feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. Like, a lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like right. they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like black voting with um how they how if you're a convicted felon like you're not allowed to vote and everything and you look at swing states like florida that's a huge population of the of the like african americans now i'm here in east harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard do you have id normally you carry id around yes i have state id do you carry id yes i do do you know anybody who any black person who doesn't carry id no Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. Why would they say that? You have ID? Yes.
0: Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with ID.
2: Do you know any black adult who does not have ID? No, I don't. Is it a weird thing to even say that? Yes, it is. What is this, some, some type of uh, trick candy
1: camera
0: I like know, that? right? <laughs> That's
1: the only thing I brought with me.
2: Those are legit, yeah. those are legit IDs. I heard a lot also that um, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Me? Is that, was that, that saying, to you? I know it's that. One Twenty Fifth on 25th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is around here? It's on 125th Street and you know, 3rd Avenue, I believe. You know how to get there? Yeah. Do <laughs> you have a problem getting there if you have to get there? No. <laughs> It's, I know these sound like silly questions. You know how to get the AV? Of course. You know where it is? Yeah. You can get there? Uh-huh. No problem. No problem. Just checking. Okay. And I also heard a lot that black people, especially poor black people, have no access to the internet, can't okay. figure out how to use the internet.
0: That's that's a that's just stupidity. Honestly. <laughs> Everybody has access to the internet. Even a little kid can figure out how to work the internet
2: i had access to the internet for years. Do <laughs> you know use it properly? Exactly, right? I do it at work. So of course I know how to use it. Smart. My kids know how to use it. They all have iPads, iPods, whatever. Your phone has data? Mm-hmm. You can actually Unlimited. Know- Unlimited data? Mm-hmm. I use my phone as a hotspot. What does that say to you for the people who have this perception of black people? Um, mm. uh, they're pretty much ignorant. <laughs> that's what my thought process is. I just think that's ignorant. It's ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. That's the <laughs> very, word I'm very a lot. ignorant. Ig- ignorant. Very, very ignorant. Does it sound racist for somebody to say that? I, I think it is a little racist because you know you're putting um, people in a category and you have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe a little bit of racist in it, but like I said, I think it's more stupidity and ignorance.
1: You're judging somebody like but you're judging them because they black saying that they don't got it. What
2: people are they talking to? <laughs> what are who are these people talking to? Do you have a problem that if you go to vote and they say, could we please see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? are you Love called? showing my ID. You have no problem with that? Nope. Would you have a problem if when you go to vote, if they say could we please just see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Do you have an issue with that? No! Would you have a problem <laughs> if there was a rule where you had to show your ID in order to vote? I don't think so. No. Would you have an issue if there was a rule saying you got to show your ID before you vote? No. You cool with that?
0: Yeah. There you go, George. Wow, that's <laughs> that's good stuff. The, see those, those, uh, all those white people—they actually believe that, right? They're totally brainwashed, mm-hmm. total indoctrination.
1: Yeah, they don't, they don't see how that's racist.
0: Yeah, that's what you it's get. Wild. That's yeah. what you get at, at university today. Mm-hmm. You send your kids off to university; they're going to teach them. They're not going to teach them. They're going to indoctrinate them, right. and they're going to inadvertently make them racist. <laughs> like it's insane. Mm-hmm. And they, they actually believe that they're doing it because they care, right? right? <laughs> I, oh, I'm anti-voting laws because I, I care because white people can't. <laughs> of course, they can't do that stuff. Most of them are most of them are felons. Did you hear that one girl? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of them are felons, and you know felons. Uh, what? This is crazy. It's wild stuff. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's, uh, that's liberalism for you, though. Yeah. Well, what else do we got, George? Um,
1: I mean, hopefully Christians. I know Christians are falling for this stuff. But we need to be more discerning than this.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, kids are going to go to college. That's that's one thing that we need to keep in mind. We have about a bazillion kids in this church. Yeah. Like, most of them are going to go to college. I doubt, like, well, it, they're not even safe if they go to a Christian college today from this. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, you've got to be teaching your children at home. that Their mind has to be totally informed by the Bible. Right. So when they start to get bombarded with this indoctrination, they actually know how to think through it. Right. Because their minds have been ruled mm-hmm. by what actually is, uh, as described in God's Word, and they're able to, dis- to, to to smell something's off. Right. You know what I mean? Like something's not right here because um, they're just going to get bombarded with it when they go to school.
1: Yeah. You need to always stop and think through these issues, not just, um, not just accept what you're hearing just because you're hearing it all the time. You can have some critical thinking skills and um, ask questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yep, yep, yep,
1: Well, did you see that, you know, we talked about um, Raphael Warnock <laughs> yeah. and his uh, his tweet. Yeah, his, 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 East, tweet. his Easter his tweet. tweet. Yeah. yeah, his Easter tweet. has an aged well. How uh, Easter transcends the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And whether Christian or non-Christian, if we do good to each other, we can save ourselves. Yeah. Well, he got pushed back on that. He did. Obviously. Um, and what did he do?
0: Delete it. Deleted it. He deleted the tweet.
1: Yeah, he deleted the tweet. Um, and this, look, he said it. Mm-hmm. Like d- Deleting it is not the same as repenting. Right. Deleting is trying to cover your tracks, which is ridiculous because people screenshot everything. Mm-hmm. Like once you post something, I screenshot it. A, send it it's it's to you. It's it's out there, right? <laughs> right? I mean, you can't you can't escape it. So, deleting a tweet is not the same as as saying I was wrong. Right. Uh Now if he would have actually come out and said I'm wrong <laughs> and stepped down as being a, a reverend, that would be repentance. But uh, it's out there. I mean, he he said it. Why did he delete it? If you believe it, then why don't you stand up for it? Mm-hmm. If that's what you really believe, well, his, show shows show some backbone.
0: I'm sure his political advisors told him that that's what he needed to do because Americans have an extremely short term memory. Oh yeah,
1: you know, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah,
1: hmm. yeah. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna say something, you might as well stand up stand up for what you believe. Yeah, I mean, if you really do believe that. That Easter transcends the resurrection, whatever that means, and that we can save ourselves. Why even be a pastor? Just be a politician.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Just be a, a little, motivational little, yeah. speaker. I mean what's the, what's the point? What's He's the social point? Social worker. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of standing up for what you believe, you saw what happened. Yeah. Right. In Canada mm-hmm. with Grace Life Church. Yeah. Grace Life Church Canada, that's James Coates. <clears throat>
1: Got out of got out of jail. Got out of jail. They uh, he was there a month?
0: When did he get out? Two weeks ago, I think so. Yeah, he was he was in jail a month okay. for defying the the health orders. Right. Um, and there, again, we go back to this fact: there have been zero cases of COVID spread yeah. linked to his church. They've been meeting for over a year, right? Yeah, we've been meeting this whole time. No COVID spread from our church either. I mean, there are churches that have been meeting and there's not. So right. these measures are extreme. They're taking away. They're literally taking away people's rights, mm-hmm. unjustifiably. Right. Like if it's Ebola and people are getting it and dying in the streets and bleeding out from their eyes, we got it. We're not having church. Right. right? We're not. We're not gonna. Uh, but this is not the same. Mm-hmm. Not even close. And. Just the fact that they met for a year and there's been no COVID spread, yeah. George. Do, what do you think that justifies the reaction from the government to do?
1: Well, you don't. You don't punish people when they haven't done anything. Yeah, you don't. These um, all these measures—they're to prevent something. But if there's, if it's not happening, I mean, it's not. Uh, you're not. You're not breaking any kind of law. Mm-hmm. Just. Leave them alone.
0: How about just Fo- focus
1: on focus on the areas where there are outbreaks. But don't don't worry about don't worry about this church that is uh, defying you, <laughs> right? And nothing is there. There has been no spread,
0: right? How about taking their building, seizing it? Because that's what that's what happened this week. Yep, they. Uh, I guess at six in the morning yesterday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. Well, win- Wednesday, Royal, Wednesday morning. Royal, uh, what do they call it? A Royal Canadian Mounted Police, sure. RCMP. I guess. I, right. I don't even know what that means. Royal Canadian Mounted Police—that's a long word for police, <laughs> <laughs> right? Are yeah. they mount, Are they horseback? No, they're driving trucks, and they drive up, and they uh, they bring some workers with them. They've got fencing, and they fence the whole thing out. They, cha- they, cha- they, they chain. The, chain. They, they chain the. They chain
1: the. Did they change the the doors closed?
0: Yeah, they put they change up the doors. They put up a chain link fence all the way around. Mm-hmm. Probably the same contractors that put fencing all the way around our Capitol building. Totalitarianism's not spreading, George.
1: No, no, no of course no, not. No, Don't, no, it's not. Nothing to see here. Yeah. How many? How much have you seen from the ERLC about uh, what's going on anything. up there in Canada? Nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's that's the point.
0: They so they they fenced it off. They stole their building. Mm-hmm. The government has stolen someone's property and building, right? With no cases of COVID linked to this church. Yeah, I think it's time for the Canadian church. Everyone in that province was it uh, you Alberta, know, Ad- Ad- isn't it? Alberta or Edmonton? No, I don't know. I don't know my Canadian <laughs> geography. <laughs> yeah, uh, they should all they should all meet there. Like all like there should be. 10,000, 20,000 Christians show up at that church on Sunday from all over that place. And they ought to tear the fence down, put pickup trucks, and pull the fence down and jam themselves into that building and surround the whole building with an overflow of 9,000 people and have a massive church service and then let them arrest 10,000 people. I
1: mean, what what do they think is going to happen? you think the church is just going to stay at home? They're just going to disband? Man, what, what they don't understand is that the building is just the place where the church meets. It's not the actual church. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna be able to stop them. I have you seen the video of like the, the surrounding area? It's all country, man. It's all country. Yeah. So what do you think they're gonna do on Sunday? Yeah. They're they're gonna meet in the field, probably next they door probably to the will. church. Yeah. Like you can't you can't stop
0: the church. I hope they do. I hope they come right there in front of all, all those people. Yeah. The whole church gather in that field. Yeah. And I hope other churches join. Yeah. From all over the place.
1: These other churches, they have to see that this is not just a threat that's going to stop with with this one church. They're they're not coming for one church, they're coming for all of them. If you defy them, they're coming for you. Yeah. And this is not this is obviously not about a virus. Right. And anyone that's saying, well, they should just follow the rules. Like you need to wake up. This is not this is not about their health because there's been no problems. There's been no health problems. Yeah. This is not about the health. It's because the church has openly defied the government and the government doesn't like it. Yes. So they're gonna flex their muscles.
0: What they should do, what the government should have done if they were a just government, is they should say hey let's take a case study of this church yeah. let's see what that what this church did because they met for a whole year and had no COVID spread in their church, yeah, and whatever they did let's put that out as information yeah. so that other people can <clears throat> can worship and and exercise their rights, and then they can follow what they did and not get sick either, but instead they're just cracking down
1: yeah." Um, did you see the article I cannot remember what paper published it Larry you might know they're 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 saying that it's it's going to be white evangelicals not taking the vaccine that keeps us from getting over the pandemic you you didn't see this I didn't see it yeah they're they're already blaming white and it's got to be white right even though there are black evangelicals that (laughs) are also reluctant to take this untested vaccine right um, but it's the whites, it's the white evangelicals and uh, it's their refusal to uh, to take the vaccine that's going to be the problem right And you see where this is going, right? Uh-huh. I mean anybody that knows church history knows that this is exactly what governments do. Mm-hmm. They look at natural disasters and they blame it on the Christians mm-hmm. That's what the Romans did yep they they blamed. The natural disasters on the Christians, yeah, and here we are, uh, two thousand years later, and governments are going to do the exact same thing.
0: They are, yep. Things never change. The governments of the world never learn. They never learn, George. <laughs> no, they have so don't. many opportunities to learn. Yeah, you can't fight against an inevitability. Mm-hmm. That's what I would tell these government leaders. Right, like, and you don't, and and you you can't be excused like the Romans could hmm right you have world history to teach you this lesson right <clears throat> you're gonna kiss the Sun
1: <laughs> right
0: or you're gonna be broken
1: and you would be wise to do it now, mm-hmm. um, willingly but uh, if you don't kiss the Sun his wrath is going to be poured out on you you can yeah. you can't you can't stop the church mm-hmm nations have risen and they have fallen over these two millennia and the church is still here. Yep. And um the church is going it, to it's going to still be here. Mm-hmm. Uh China's got their uh, their mobile units that are going around abducting Christians and yep. torturing them.
0: Torturing them. Coke though will do business Coke there. will
1: do business with them. The
0: NBA will do business. Uh-huh. LeBron James is all about them. Yeah. And uh yeah, and they're not stopping it. That's th- that's what they have to be in a panic, man, because Christianity has spread so quickly in China. Yeah, over the past fifty years, <laughs> they have to be sweating it in the government. Yeah, because if it spreads far enough, they know what will happen. Mm-hmm. Their government will topple. Yeah, because they're these these worldviews are in opposition to each other. Right. So if once they reach that tipping point, I don't know sociologists probably know what the tipping point is. there is a tipping point, yeah where the majority of the population uh, becomes christian the c c p is over that's done yeah and then you can mark another nation that Christ has conquered <laughs> <laughs> right i was I, I, that's exactly what I'd say if uh you know, if the, if these extreme measures were being done here, I, I don't know. What would you ever thought about what you would say if, if someone arrests you and you're standing before some judge, you get a chance to do what Paul did. You know, and Paul would declare, right, you are not the real authority yeah. here. You have a delegated authority. There right. is an authority greater than you, and then you preach the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you say. You take him to Psalm two. You say, oh yeah, hey. say hey, you you thought I was on trial, um, you're on trial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. It's uh, yeah. You know what I mean. Psalm two, Psalm one ten. Those would be those would be places to go. Um, you know, Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. What do they think this chain link fence is going to do? It's going to take away some of their creature comforts, but it's not going to chain the church. Yeah, um, the gospel is unbound. Because they can't, they can't touch Jesus. Jesus is beyond their reach. They they can't do anything to him. Mm-hmm. And if the King is is free, he can do it every once. Yep. And that's what he's doing. He's seated on his throne and he's ruling and reigning and he's putting his enemies under his feet, it's one by one. Yeah. Uh, so we're. I mean, we're seeing a bunch of you know opposition against the church from both outside and inside mm-hmm. but there's no reason to despair because Christ is still still reigning and he's still accomplishing his purposes um one of our church members uh passed this story along to me this this week and uh it shows the the danger inside the church um we talked about it a little bit i think uh, a couple of months ago when it happened that the SBC kicked out four churches. Okay, yeah. Uh, and this story is uh, from USA Today, and the headline is, A Georgia church kicked out of the SBC for allowing gay members wants to make sure everybody's welcome. So this is uh, Town View Baptist Church mm-hmm. in Kennesaw, Georgia. And it says that two weeks after being kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention, Townview Baptist Church celebrated its 32nd anniversary by formally accepting members the SBC said they should have turned away. One by one, Pastor Jim Conrad introduced seven new members, which in the Baptist tradition have to be approved by a majority of the congregation. He didn't mention that Brockton Bates and his partner Skylar were gay, nor that another new member was transgender. Because he didn't have to. Uh, the church already knew uh Uh, they'd already come to this place where they uh where they would accept members into their congregation who are um sexually deviant yeah and uh, this article it, it walks through um the I mean, I'm I'm reluctant to even call him a pastor anymore because he's he's led his church away from the truths of the scripture. But it talks about how um he was approached by these this homosexual couple and asked if they'd be welcomed. Yeah. And uh he said that he could have told them that uh they would be able to attend the church, but not anything beyond that. And he said he wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, uh, but over the course of time, the, uh, the, the pastor and the church, they, um, started to allow this. And, uh, it's interesting what one of these, uh, one of these homosexuals said, he said, we weren't even looking for one to affirm everything about us and love us just a place where sermons wouldn't tell us our lifestyles were wrong or that we were living in sin. Mm. And the, the article goes on to talk about is this, um, is this a turning point for the SBC? This is a conversation the SBC needs to have. Um, a professor of uh, um, theology at, at Duke Divinity School said there's a really toxic culture going on right now in the SBC. Hmm. And then he starts talking not only about um, our views of, <clears throat> of sex, but also systemic racism. Of course, and uh, CRT uh, not allowing women to be ordained as ministers. Yeah, and uh, you know what should the SBC do? Of course, you know what the right what the yeah, view yeah. of the article is right. is that the SBC should change their stance because it's the SBC that's the problem. Right. right? It's it's um, so when when our views of sexuality or complementarianism or race, um, go against the culture, it's it's because our views need to change, and it's not because we're just following what the book says. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: right, Yeah. Um, somewhere along the way, though, I mean, this this happened a, a, far before this. Uh, well, let me back up and say this. The man, the gentleman said um, he wanted somewhere where he would be welcome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would say to anyone listening, even to homosexuals, you're welcome to come to our church every Sunday. In fact, I'd love for you to come.
1: But see, we have to define what that means, yeah, right. Come. Because the definition—it's just like toler- toleration, right? You know, tolerance. The definition of tolerance has shifted into not just um agreeing to disagree, right? But if you're if you don't agree. And now it's if you don't celebrate, right. then you're not tolerant. Sure, uh, because words are violence. It, right. It'd be the same thing as me coming up and and slapping you in the face because you're a homosexual. Right. right. That, but but that's not what the word tolerant has meant yeah. for you know hundreds of years. And it's the same way with welcome. What does it mean? I'd even go to beyond welcome?
0: tolerance and say hospitable. Mm-hmm. Our the Christian stance at our church would be to be hospitable yeah. to every person, right? No matter. Uh, who they you know who they are, if they come in if they're homosexual or uh in, what color they are, you're gonna <laughs> right. experience hospitality mm-hmm. and dare I say even uh love that right. a Christian has toward all mankind mm-hmm. now, the problem is <clears throat> we believe that we are slaves of Christ, yeah like and so we don't get to redefine his teachings. Um, gets to the doctrine of the Trinity and Christology. Um, Jesus is the God of the Old Testament too. And so we, we don't we don't pick and choose what what parts of it that we are, we instruct or we teach, right right And nor can we define what the church is. He defines the church. It's his church. and so he says who's in his church and who's not in his church. Mm-hmm. And so when when a church welcomes people into membership, what they're doing is saying, "This is what a Christian looks like. This is a Christian. They're in with us." So we could not do that and and be faithful to Christ to welcome in a, a practicing homosexual. Right. There's just no way we could do it, uh, and and we would be traitors to Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor could we welcome into our church someone who is fleeing another church and divorcing their spouse. Right. For no reason, I'm divorcing my spouse for no reason. I'm leaving my church. Hey, I'm coming at, my, at your church. Would you would you welcome me? Right. We would say no. Mm-hmm. No, you're living in sin. We don't know that you're a Christian even. Yeah. Um. I mean, you could make many lists of this, mm-hmm. and we aren't saying that you to be a perfect person, right? To 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 be a member of a church, we're just saying it's laid out in the scriptures. We don't get to redefine that. And this is also, by the way, the teaching of the church for the past 2,000 years. Right. So we aren't even the weird ones here. Yeah. Right? If you've gone outside that, the uh, what's been handed down to us by the apostles through the scriptures, you're the one that's outside the norm, not us. mm mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the way the things are going in the culture and the way things are shifting, that's the way that it's going. That's, the, that's where the pressure is. Yeah. And that's where the pressure is going. Uh,
1: this insane post from Timothy Keller mm. goes along with this. And I can't believe that someone of, of Timothy Keller's stature as a theologian <laughs> would post this. Um, I, I came across this a couple of days ago. He says, no one can prove any moral values to be true. They are, in the end, all matters of faith. Mm. Much of the rage on Twitter is because we are holding others to moral values they don't own and we can't prove. Saying we all know this moral to be true is not an argument. It's an assertion that can't be proven. Interestingly, the Christian sex ethic has been embraced and practiced by billions of people for centuries across more cultures than any other faith. It is agreed upon by all branches of Christianity, Orthodox, Roman Catholic, and Protestant. It overturned the older Greco-Roman shame and honor sex ethic that privileged males and the aristocracy. It, it, It introduced the idea of consent that many say we all just know this is true, but history shows for centuries this simply wasn't the case. So even if you disagree with this great and historical ethical tradition, we must contend with it since worldwide it is growing while the secular understanding is decreasing. And I just don't understand what he's – I don't understand why he would say something like this. No no moral values can be proven to be true. Mm. You have to take them as a matter of faith. Yeah. And it just makes me ask, do you even Romans 1? Right. Romans 1 and 2, very clearly, Paul is showing that everyone knows that there's a God, mm-hmm. and they all know through conscience when they're when they do something wrong. obeying or when they're disobeying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how someone like Timothy Keller can, <clears throat> can say this. Yeah. Like we all know that it's true. Mm-hmm. He says, interestingly, the, the Christian sex ethic has been embraced and practiced by billions of people around the world. I wonder why. Right. It's because we all know intrinsically, because we're made in the image of God, yeah. we have God's law. Um,
0: we know. See, what societies do, um, like take, for instance, the Roman, we talking about the Roman mm-hmm. Empire, the, sh- the shame and power sex ethic. Yeah. And that may be new to people who don't understand the kind of caste system in the Roman Empire. But um, if you were a slave, you had no real rights. You were animate property. Right. A person could have sex with you and use you Mm -hmm. uh, for themselves like some other item, like they would use a fork. Right. And no one would care. They could even beat you. Um, So Christianity upended that, overturned that. I think what he's saying is they thought their sex ethic in the Roman Empire was right. Yeah. They didn't intrinsically know that the Christian Christian one was true. It wasn't until Christianity kind of overturned Rome, again, going back to what I warned um, all the nations of earlier. Yeah. Um, but I think in reality, they do know, right? right? What happens is, as a young person, and anyone can remember when they were young when they did something wrong and no one ever caught them, and they felt guilty. Right. That's your conscience. That's what Paul's getting at in Romans 1 and 2, mm-hmm. that we have the conscience. It's God's grace, and it restrains evil in the world. But what happens over time, and what can happen when a whole culture subscribes to a counter-biblical uh, ethic, even sexual ethic, is the first time you do something that's wrong, you may have felt guilty. So you put yourself in the position of a powerful Roman Um, Who has slaves, and maybe he, the first time he's a little boy, he sees his dad beat a slave and he feels guilt, he feels bad. Right. Because in God's, God's has put this inside him and his conscience that bears witness that this is another image bearer of God. He might not be able to think all these things through. Right. And he feels ashamed that his father's beating another human. But then over time, that boy is taught to suppress that truth Mm -hmm. and harden his conscience, and he's now become a Roman. Right where it's just what Romans do. and But it still doesn't take away the fact and the truth of that God's God's Word says that the conscience bears witness. We just are really good at suppressing truth and yeah. hardening our heart. Even whole cultures can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Tim- Timothy Keller's tweet to me, I can understand what he's trying to get at, but it's... It's a Timothy Keller <laughs> Yeah, but it's not filled. He's, he's never. He's, he's never forgetting clear. that part. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's never clear. He's not. Um, he's not a theologian that I would recommend.
0: Mm. Um, I mean, you. you, you this is why t- everyone loved R.C. Sproul, right? He was clear because he was clear. Yeah. He can make the most complex thing right so clear. You know, an elementary school kid can understand it. Yeah. Mm. That's the theologians that we need.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. We and we talked about this. We don't need these guys that are just trying to, to make these tweetable mm-hmm. you know, quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um we don't need people that are trying to be pithy and and you know, rememberable. We need people who are simply clear.
0: Mm-hmm yeah that's right we're about tapped out George can you bring us home hey that bring was
1: uh, I think we covered everything I had did we cover everything you
0: had I think so I don't know I might have I don't know It'll, there's more Fridays to come So that's,
1: that is true yeah well at least we got to cover uh, the president asking God to protect the Easter bunnies so <laughs> I mean yeah. everything else was just uh, it was just toppings right? <laughs> 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 Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully this has been beneficial for you. I know we covered a, a wide variety of different topics, um, but we, we just again want to encourage you to have a biblical worldview. To be thinking through things with the Scripture and not just simply buying into what the culture is telling you, even if even if they're uh, you know purportedly uh, scholarly or smart people, we always want to have critical thinking um, and always come to the Scripture because that's the place where uh, where God has promised to bless us and cause us to be conformed to the image of Christ. So that's what our goal is. That's what we
0: hope that we've been able to do today, and we'll see you next time.